0: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Oh, hey, oh, here it is. Another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Tuesday, June 13th into Wednesday, June 14th, day one. Day one of Lions minicamp is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, very exciting day, certainly down in Allen Park. You figure, you know, hey, mini camp starting. You know, guys are going to be injured. You know, Taylor Decker is going to be out and and, and, and TJ Lang. And, you know, they're, they're keeping Theo Riddick out and stuff like that. And, 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 and what happens today on Allen Park? An intruder crashes the party. We will explain coming up here on Locked On Lions and talk to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News Lions beat writer momentarily. First, Locked On Lions is proudly sponsored today by Lenhard Financial Services for all for all your investing and retirement planning needs. Call my man, Tim Lenhard, and he'll take care of your money. 313-417-3805. That's 313 417 or go to Lenhard, L-E-N-H-A-R-D-F-S, LenhardFS.com. Justin Rogers in a moment from the Detroit News. Hope everybody's having a good day. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've supported the Lions for a while now. I truly believe this new regime, led by Rod Wood at the top, as team president, and he's done some very good things off the field, and I like that he lets the football people on the field handle the football. And Bob Quinn, who I dubbed the maestro a couple of years ago at one oh five one, I think those guys are doing a good job. And I like the Lions have, 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 have uh, you know, shaken up the scouting staff, um, uh, the coaching staff, there's stability there. The drafts, I think, over the last couple of years have been good. And I like where this the direction of the Lions is headed, and I'm supporting what Bob Quinn has done. Today, the Lions messed up. How is it in 2017? All right, when I, I, when I'm going out like to get something to eat, and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting carded at age 44. Okay, and 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 today when you go to the airport and you travel, and you're getting like a strip search. All right, and 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 and, and you know. Everything. Else. How is it in 2017 that today some lunatic, crazed individual, male, trespassed right under the lions practice field in the back of the facility in Allen Park and got to around 300 feet from the field and like 50 feet from reporters. What are the lions doing? All right, I, I, let me, I, I, I don't want to give out too much of the scene. Because there is some privacy involved and there is some professionalism that I I believe I have and I don't want to give out what goes on down in Allen Park. But basically, the Lions Allen Park facility at 222 Republic Drive, there's a front door, there's a front parking area. And back to the left is a bit of a walkway when for training camp there are tables set up, there are people there checking fans in, and there's security. But other times, apparently, like mini camp, and again, I, I couldn't get down there today. I, I'm teaching summer school, to be honest. Um, but some man went to the far side, down the left. If you're facing the building, down the left side, and just walked right in. Where's security? No intern standing there by the door, or a cop, or some. Martha Ford was there today, and some. I'm assuming that Martha believes that she's safe behind the gates and everything else. So some dude <laughs> just walks out there today around 12:30 this afternoon during the second half of the lion's first mini camp. he walked all the way back there. he opened up the fence outside the practice fields. he started making his way toward the field. And the media usually are standing to the right side of that field. and this guy started screaming and started yelling at reporters and, 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 and players. I guess he started yelling at, at Tahir Whitehead and said, Hey, yo, 59. You know, I, I could play some linebacker. He yelled in the direction of a reporter who was trying to shoot video. Allen Park Police Department uh, telling Michael Roth, Rothstein of ESPN they had no comment other than that they haven't even written a report yet. This guy was screaming before Lions, a member of security staff, took him away from the field. Senior VP of Communications, Bill Keenis. What up, Billy? Had no comment about the incident other than to say the individual was escorted off the premises. I'm sorry, that's really bad, Lions. Come on. Put, a, put an intern by the door, by the gate. Put, put, put one of your staffers out there. It's not like the Lions, you know, their practice is what, three hours long? It's not like that person has to stand out there all day or six to seven hours a day, practices, run sometimes an hour and a half to three hours. That's a really bad look. And now it's on profootballtalk.com, an intruder walks right on the field, and now in Allen Park. I'm assuming the league's calling the Lions right now going, what are you guys doing? How does some man off the street just walk into practice? That's a bad look by the Lions. And again, I'm supporting what they're doing, and I believe that there's going to be there's change that's been made. They're upgrading Ford Field, everything else. But come on, Lions. Put someone back there. Oh, you know there'll be somebody there tomorrow. Some, imagine if this guy had a knife or a gun or did something really bad. Laid his hands on somebody. I mean, we're in a society in a world right now that's a little bit scary with everything that's going on politically and, and, and the divisiveness in this country. This lunatic gets on the field, and then he's, you know, he sees reporters trying to tape him off their phone, and he's dropping N-bombs, allegedly. Jeez. That's <laughs> the lead story on all the websites. Intruder crashes Lions practice. That's bad. Seriously, the NFL is the king. There's only 32 of these franchises. Put a damn security guard or an intern by the door and check some IDs. My goodness gracious. We'll talk to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News and get his thoughts on this. I'm serious. Like, what? What is going on here? Just when you think, right? I mean, the Lions are turning the corner and Rod Wood and Bob Quinn and everything else. Now the story nationally is (laughs) the Lions can't keep some intruder from hopping on the field. Walked right out there. And I know how he did it. I've done it. But again, I was in the media. (laughs) Sheesh. Tell you one thing, Tim Lenhardt, great financial performer, great guy. He would never try to break into the Lions facility or the practice. Tim Lenhardt at Lenhardt Financial Services always tells me that financial planning is a lot like football. You game plan, you call the right plays. You put all you've got into every play, and you depend on your big performers. Lenhardt Financial Services is one of those big performers. They're committed to helping you pursue your financial goals, whether it's saving for your retirement, managing your taxes, generating income, or even paying for college. Tim Lenhardt and the folks at Lenhardt Financial Services can create the most suitable game plan for you. Call them today, 313-417-3805. Start changing your fortunes today. Guys, I'm telling you. You're getting, maybe you're making some extra money this summer. Uh, Maybe you got your tax refund. You don't know what to do with it. I'll just put it in the bank or I'll just throw it in one of my socks. No, 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 no. You need to plan ahead for the future. And the guy to call is Tim Lenhardt. All right? It's a call that could put you on your way toward the end zone now and in the future. LenhardtFS.com is the website. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FDIC, SIPC. We'll talk to Justin Rogers next. All right, here we go. Let's talk to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. Day one of mini camp is in the books. It certainly had its fireworks, including what we talked about earlier with this fan on the field, or at least trying to get to the field. Hey, Justin.
0: Well, fortunately, there were no fireworks with this fan getting out of the field.
1: <laughs> Justin Rogers, Detroit News covers the Lions. So, take me through it from your perspective, where you were and how this went down today.
0: Yeah, I was about. Uh, as far as any media member was away from the situation when it was going down, uh, there was a set of bleachers along the, the far side, and I was sitting out there with uh, Dave Burkett for a different angle of practice. And uh, we just heard the shouting, uh, noticed all of our media brethren were were you know all staring the opposite direction of the field. So uh, we, of course, being the, the reporters that we are, got up and and trekked down over there and, and, and kind of getting a, a full account of the situation. A couple of reporters took some videos, but, uh, yeah, a gentleman, there's, there's a long, uh, path for, for nobody that's, uh, or for people that haven't been to the practice facility. It's a long path that runs along the side of the building, take you to the back where the practice fields are. And then that's got two giant, like steel gates that you know, close that off, but nobody really watches those steel gates. And, uh, gentlemen just walked right through, like you own the joint, uh, Walked up to the edge of the playing field and and was uh, you know shouting at some of the players, shouting about wanting a tryout. Um, you know, had some colorful language with, with the way he was shouting, and uh, security got there fairly quickly. But uh, the, the gentleman was clearly um, you know few few marbles short of a stack, if you will. So,
1: but, uh, <laughs> you know, of all these years of of the the field being kind of behind. The, 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 the out you know the outdoor bill or the indoor building and and that walkway how is nobody standing by that door I, this is mini camp everybody's there I mean you know and with everything that's going on in this country and in this world right now how is there not security standing there
0: uh, you got to keep the media from getting too close to the field I guess you know there's there's only a couple security people there's only about three security people on staff usually. Uh, Martha Ford was, was in attendance today, was watching practice. So, uh, head of security was, was taking care of her. and um, you know, the, the other two were, were doing other duties that they normally do just at their assigned positions. So, uh, yeah, the lines are going to have to probably reevaluate the situation. Um, you know, I think as a society, we tend to be trusting and, um, trust the way things always have worked, will continue to work, but, uh, things have changed you know it's it's a scarier time there's uh you know i guess just this uh, always this underlying imminent threat when you're out socially now given some of the things that are going around the globe um and what what bigger story would there be than you know somebody going uh violent or having some kind of violent actions against an NFL team. So, yeah, the Lions are going to have to evaluate their security protocols for sure.
1: Oh, there's no question about it. I don't think it's a good day for them at all. It looks bad, especially when it makes it nationally and it's on Pro Football Talk that, hey, is this some guy walked out on the field? You're probably thinking, Justin, in, in 2017, how is that even possible? We're talking to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. All right, with, with all that being said, what what stood out uh, other than this little episode today? What stood out for you and on day one of mandatory minicamp?
0: Well, this is a boring team, Matt. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, it's it's just a franchise where you, you almost know exactly what you're going to get. Uh, Caldwell, his personality is just so pervasive through the entire roster. There's not a lot of controversy right now, um, and so I, I guess the, it's a positive thing—the fact that you know things are really running like a well-oiled. Uh, professional machine, you know. I don't know if that's going to lead to success on Sundays come three months from now, but th- there's just no drama, no controversy, no real, um, I guess, clear roster battles that are taking place right now. Obviously, some of those will warm up in training camp. You got the nickelback position uh, that's that's really competitive, the fourth and fifth wide receiver. But uh, you know, this this roster is really humming along smoothly and. Uh, you know, the, the biggest story right now is, is how is this team going to replace Taylor Decker?
1: Let me ask you. So you bring up a good point. I don't want to get to the Decker thing in a second, but you bring up a good point, and I I've, I've brought this up. I mean, if you look at the roster and go, okay, who's available, who's out there, street free agents and, and, and guys that haven't been signed yet, and, and we're already into June, and if you haven't been signed yet, something's wrong. And then Colin Kaepernick comes to mind because let's say, knock on wood, something happened to Matthew Stafford. Would I rather have Colin Kaepernick quarterbacking or Jake Rudock? But obviously it'd be Kaepernick, but again, the Lions don't seem to want to dip their toe into any kind of controversial pool at all right now.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this This is a roster, I think, that's, that's staying away from controversy. You know, and Kaepernick's an interesting one. He, he clearly doesn't Fit the scheme in a traditional manner. But, you know, I've always been of the belief that you get a quarterback that is inherently different than your starter. And, and that can be a benefit in, in catching a team off guard because you're obviously going to downgrade when your starter goes out due to injury. So why not get somebody that's completely schematically different? You know, I go back to a really weird game, but uh, when the Vikings lost their starter a few years ago and they brought in Joe Webb, and you're like, Joe who? And the Lions were just caught with their pants down when this guy came onto the field because he brought a completely different element to the game. And so, you know, I always thought it would be interesting for the lions to get that, that mobile guy. You know, I, I kind of was pitching at one point that they bring in Michael Vick one, because I thought it'd be an interesting train wreck from a PR standpoint, but two, the, the guy is just completely different than, than what Matthew Stafford is. Well, at least until last year, where I think Stafford ran for what, 1500 yards, something like that. But, um, has got some of that, you know, Ruduk's got some mobility, yeah, he's, he's young. He's inexperienced. Uh, but, you know, I, I get the intrigue. I get why the organization likes him. But, you know, I, I think it'd be neat if they brought in Colin Kaepernick. I, I think he's got experience. He's got experience winning at a high level, going to a Super Bowl when he was a young player. He's had success in the playoffs. Posted some pretty damn good statistics with the 49ers last year, despite a pretty garbage roster around him. Uh, it's it's baffling this guy hasn't got a shot. I don't know the, the money factor there. I don't know if he's he's asking for more than teams are willing to give a backup quarterback, but I, I would have loved for the Lions to take a shot on him. I thought it would have been a fascinating story.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. But again, uh, the Lions are, are running it a certain way, and I, and I support Bob Quinn and, and what he's done because I do think this team uh, looks better. All right, so left tackle, like you said, Taylor Decker out for a while, and you guys saw him today with a sling on his right shoulder, so at least we know which shoulder it is. Um, Joe Dahl, uh, you know, working with the ones, take me through what you're seeing at left tackle right now. Yeah, so
0: Joe Dahl and Cornelius Lucas are, are splitting those ones. It felt like Dahl got more of the reps today. I think the Lions are going to give him a very realistic shot at taking this job. You know, there's there's Corey Robinson who's who's still out with a foot injury. I asked Caldwell today if, if he thought there was any chance he'd be ready for training camp, and he he really kind of ducked the question, which. Led me to believe that that Robinson's probably not going to be ready even in a month. Um, so you're looking at yeah, Doll or Lucas, and we know what Lucas brings to the table, and it's it's inconsistency. I mean, really, there's no better way to put it. At Dahl, at least there's there's some experience at left tackle. It's a very different experience at Washington State. Completely different techniques, but they've they've kind of rebuilt his, sk- uh, his skill set from the ground up here, uh, from from playing in the three point stands to learning how to run block basically from scratch. And so uh, he he's looked decent. It's very very early, very limited sample size, no pads. So it's it's tough to to really give a glowing recommendation to this guy, but I think he's going to probably go into training camp with with a slight edge in the competition barring, you know, Robinson returning.
1: What about Tahir Whitehead and, uh, and his status and who's running around with the linebackers right now uh, this, uh opposite of Jared Davis?
0: Yeah, I'm starting to think Whitehead had a procedure done on his knee this offseason. Um, obviously there's some reports out there that, that he's dealing with the knee injury that he had, uh, late last season that, that cost him a game. He was at practice today, was doing some really, really light work, not even running hard like some of the other guys that are out, guys like Don Carey and, and TJ Lang. Uh, right now, linebacker group is, it's pretty fluid. Obviously you got Jared Davis in the middle. I think that's, that's kind of a lockdown situation. Uh, Paul Warlow, the the guy they picked up from Atlanta, has been largely handling the weak side position, and then they've been rotating a few different guys out at strong side. Today was interesting. Brandon Copeland, uh, your your Swiss Army knife defensive lineman linebacker, he's kind of had to do it all. Very good specialties player. He was running with the ones today. Um, you know, I don't think they're settled by any means at that spot. It's it's not a key starting spot on this roster probably going to be a guy that plays 25 to 35 percent of the snaps per game depending on what the opponent's doing but uh, i think ultimately antoine williams is going to emerge from that spot but but today copeland was getting the look
1: justin rogers detroit news Lions bait writer does an excellent job read his stuff at debtnews.com talking a little mini camp with me what about uh the fourth wide receiver? well the third and fourth wide receivers and and what you saw today Oh, I, I think Kenny Galladay is, is going to be your third wide
0: receiver by the time the season rolls around. He, he really has looked ahead of the curve through all of OTAs, through training camp, made a couple more nice grabs today. Uh, you know, just just looks more polished than I think I expected him coming in from a route-running perspective. The size, the speed, the the quickness even in the slot is there. He can work inside, work outside. Uh, I, I think this is part of the reason the Lions have, have showed Tepid interest in in some of the named receivers that have come free, in, in Macklin and and Decker, and, and even bringing back Anquan Bolden. You know, I, I think the Lions at some point wanted Bolden back, but but now, uh, you know, there's there's not the same need with with Galladay showing what he's shown for the fifth wide receiver. That competition, I think, is going to go down to the wire. You got T.J. Jones and, and Jace Billingsley, the, the, the guys that are, I guess, you can call them incumbents if you want. Guys coming back held roster spots late last season. And then Jared Abbott, that's that's the name that people are talking about right now, and for good reason. He's he's looked like a polished veteran, a guy that's been in the league for four years, played with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. You know, He's got, got a lot of polish in his routes, very good hands, has, has made completions at all levels, including deep. Uh, he's really thrust his name to the front of that mix heading into training camp.
1: What about Jamal Agnew? I know he had a pick today. Um, and also can, can be a guy in the return game. Is, is this another diamond in the rough mid to late round pick of, uh, the maestro Bob Quinn? Yeah. Quandre Diggs had a really rough season last year.
0: You know, he's a, he's a cornerback that, that outplays his measurables. He gives you everything he has in, in terms of effort and heart. Uh, but he's just one of those players that he's better coming downhill than, than in coverage. And that's, that's just not a great look for a nickelback. So, um, The Lions have have brought in stiff competition for him, both in in D.J. Hayden and, and as you mentioned, Agnew. Um, Agnew's going to take some time, I think, to to fully develop and and mature. He's coming from a small school, but you look at the numbers in college, particularly the the playmaking skills, he got his hands on something like 50 balls in college, uh, turned a, a good chunk of those into interceptions. And today, it wasn't so much a, a play made by him. It was a deflection at the line of scrimmage and just the right place at the right time. He's one of those players in in the, the vein of Glover Quinn, and, and not to get too, uh, I guess, you know, dipping into hyperbole here, but uh, it's, it's those guys that have the instincts to know where to be uh, based on what's happening around them that are the guys that make plays. And so, you know, Agnew will get a chance to to return kicks, he's in that competition. Um if he could win that job all the better for him, but you know I don't think you'll see a whole lot of him barring injury situations in that nickel role this year, but going forward, you know, I, I think the Lions are hoping that he'll be the long-term solution at that spot.
1: It's interesting you bring up Diggs maybe being better off in the in the back playing safety and obviously Glover Quins in the last year of his deal as is I believe Tavon Wilson, correct?
0: Yeah, the, the safety spot is long term is, you know, really up in the air. Uh, the lines moved Alex Carter there, which is interesting. I, you know, I think they really like Miles Killebrew. That's a guy that really closed the season strong last year and, and he's going to see an expanded role this year. There's, there's almost no question. Um, yeah, he's probably going to slide into that Tavon Wilson role next year. Whether, you know, what they do with Quinn is, you know, a, a big question. You know, there's a guy that's going to be, I believe, 32 next offseason or, or, Early into next season, uh, still playing at a pretty high level. Do you try to find a way to extend him for a couple more years? He's important not just on the field, but on the locker room. He sees things, um, not just from his individual perspective, from the whole defensive perspective, helping them get lined up. Uh, it's, that's a tough guy to replace. And do you try to go out and you replace him with a, a rookie or a, another free agent? I, I don't know. You know, that's that's going to be a big question that the Lions face. Whether it's it's done this off season or, or drags all the way into
1: next. How many uh, things of that nature uh, one-liners did you get from Caldwell today? I, I always love that one.
0: Uh, you know, I, I I stopped counting. You know, one year we um, we secretly counted up all the times he said "certainly" in a in a season, and it was something <laughs> like something like nine hundred. I mean, yeah, I mean, we all have our verbal crutches. I know I do, but. Uh, I, I didn't count the things of that nature from Caldwell today,
1: unfortunately. I, I don't know why. Anytime I hear it, you know, whether I'm listening you know, on the ticket or something, and they're playing the cuts, I just, I don't know. I just always love the things of that nature. So, who, hey, by the way, I mean, Pro Football Focus won't even put, didn't put a single line in their top fifty, and you know, Prisco had Stafford in the nineties the for his top one hundred. Maybe Caldwell's not that bad of a coach based on what everybody thinks. All the experts think <laughs> of the talent on this roster. No, it's it's a point that's been made before and
0: I think it's a good one. You know, this this roster didn't really have any Pro Bowl caliber talent last year. Obviously Ziggy is very good, but you know, was absent from the lineup most much of last year. Stafford took a major step forward, but you know, depending on who you talk to, especially if you get outside of the fandom realm of Detroit, you know, most guys see him as like a a six to twelve type quarterback in terms of, of where they'd rank him in the league. So uh yeah, I, I think that is something that speaks volumes to, to Caldwell and his staff that they're, I guess, squeezing blood from an orange, you know, getting as much as they possibly can from a, a roster that's that's devoid of, of top level talent. And, um, you know, really before Quinn left, uh, quality depth.
1: Justin, great catching up, my friend. Thanks so much. Anytime, Matt. There is Justin Rogers from the Detroit News joining me here on Locked On Lions on this uh, Tuesday into Wednesday. Very good report from Justin on what went down in day one of minicamp in Allen Park today, and some good battles certainly. But again, as Justin said, and you know, Justin said it's it's kind of boring in Allen Park because there's not a lot of drama, not a lot of entertainment, not a lot of jobs on the line. You kind of know who. Who the starters are going to be in the in the top twenty-two and everything else, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the Lions don't need the drama, other than what took place earlier today off the field when some you know crazed lunatic fan just happened to get by security and just walk right in and start screaming racial uh, slurs and and uh, you know curse words and everything else at the team. That's a bad look for the Lions. Not look. Not not a good look. Uh, certainly at all. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Lockdown Lions here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks to Justin Rogers from the Detroit News. Thanks to our friends at Lenhard Financial for all your investing and your money needs. Everything else, retirement planning, call Tim Lenhardt at 313-417-3805. Talk to you again tomorrow.
0: The list.